Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coming up on this issue of Comic Cast, we are looking at WandaVision episode 6. And no Michael Carroll today. We got David Ramon coming up next. How do we do this all day? This is Comic Cast. On podcastarena.com. Here's your geeks, John Lee and Michael Carroll. Welcome into issue 356 of Comic Cast. John Lee here. And David Ramon. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got WandaVision episode 6. We got Malcolm in the middle. Did you did you uh notice how it kind of resembled Malcolm in the Were you a big Malcolm in the Middle fan? No, 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 for sure, for sure. Like, it was one of those, the, like, the shows that you at least saw daily. Like, that sounds like a little, like, a, a reach, but definitely daily on TV, somehow, way. Yeah, it was weird. Like, um, uh, I had to start muting, like, all the words to WandaVision because, like, I didn't watch this until Saturday. So, it's like, like, people, you know, they go on they feel like they can start spoiling stuff on Friday night, you know, like it's always the worst for sure. Yeah. We always, I mean, people work and you know, sometimes you're not able to watch it until Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. It sucks to avoid like something that maybe it'd be a part of your daily life just because you know, is this going to somehow ruin your mood? Like doing that. Yeah. And it's, so I, I, I ended up seeing, I think something about Malcolm in the middle, how it was inspired this episode. And I was like, you know what? Cause I got ruined. Um, the the dead vision thing i got ruined um from yeah. uh, from a few weeks ago and then also the pietro uh evan peters coming back as pietro i got that ruined for for me like the screenshot oh. of of that so i was like you know what i'm just going to i'm just going to go through and, and mute wandavision until maybe the season series is over so i ended up went through i muted like wandavision vision wanda uh i think uh disney plus uh, marvel i i ended up muting all of that so um i other than getting um the whole Malcolm in the middle thing um, spoiled for me. Uh, I think that uh, everything else was good. So if you guys have, if you guys are having trouble um, getting things ruined on Twitter, uh, go, I highly recommend you guys going through and muting um, the key essential words to WandaVision. 
You know, you know what's funny is that like I feel like even though you've done all of that, you still might get those little things that kind of skip over. Like for example, how fast things turn into memes. Like I didn't realize the petrol thing was messed up for me because I saw the like a meme of like of like I guess the uh, the reality and you know stuff like that when there's always a comparison between two pictures and. When I saw the two actors side by side, I didn't think nothing of it until I saw the episode. I was like, oh, good thing I was too dumb to get what I was watching. On <laughs> they recasted Pietro. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, that that's one of the the funny things that uh, the show is doing. Um, I mean, I think Marvel is uh, I think it all started with the whole um, uh, J. Jonah Jameson uh, when they recasted. Uh, what's his name? Simmons. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his first name. Um, when they when they brought him back to play J. Jonah Jameson, um, uh, but uh, anyway, they they bring back Evan Peters that he was uh, oh J.K. Simmons. So he he was uh, Quicksilver in the X Men series, and um, and this plays a less serious Pietro than the one that we saw in the MCU. Uh-huh. Um, he's the goofball that we saw in uh, the X-Men movies. <clears throat> and um, he, this, this episode surround, you know, it, it kind of starts playing out like Malcolm in the middle where um, in Malcolm in the middle, if you guys haven't seen it, Malcolm is uh, Frankie Muniz plays the middle brother. And he's the only one that breaks uh, the fourth wall. He talks to the camera and everybody else kind of goes on and does their business um, as usual. And in this episode, you have both Tommy and Billy breaking the fourth wall, talking to the camera. And it doesn't last very long. Um, it probably lasts, what, five, ten minutes? Yeah, uh, yeah. throughout the first, yeah, first couple of scenes. And so once they get out and do the uh, Halloween party, it, it just kind of, kind of ends. But it's a nice little nod to Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, no, no, for sure. And, I mean, the whole tone changes towards the end. And I guess why they maybe that's why they stopped doing it. But mm-hmm. it was a good, you know, recognition. So, like, you can make those little jokes here and there. Because, you know what? When I, Sometimes I get caught up with, like, liking the sitcom part a little too much. But, of course, when it flashes to what's going on on the outside, you get that realness. And it kind of just sets in a little bit. Because I kind of enjoy, like, the back and forth and, like, the references to all the the shows and stuff like that. But this Malcolm in the Middle one, I almost kind of missed, but like for some reason when it was the opening and I saw the font uh, on the openings, I was just like, huh, very, like I, I couldn't get it at first. But yeah, the, the breaking of the fourth wall was the biggest, like it was finally the duh, the duh moment. Yeah. And uh, they're, they've been doing such a good, I didn't, I mean, when, if I had to guess a nineties sitcom, I wasn't, I would never have guessed Malcolm in the middle. I thought they were going to go like full house or something. I was that maybe they did they skip the 90s maybe or no like, no no Malcolm in the middle started in the 90s oh man we're the uh, so old I forgot <laughs> you're talking about being old you're, are you, you just turned 30 didn't you or are you even 30 yeah 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 but I, like I, I just totally didn't make that connection of Malcolm in the middle being in the 90s but it makes sense now it makes perfect sense yeah, but um, the way that it, uh, uh, it it fit in the um, grand scheme of things, you know what? Malcolm in the Middle started in January of 2000, so it just passed that century mark. Oh, wow, I just missed it. So I, I guess you could say that they skipped Malcolm in the Middle, but um, but yeah, uh, or they skipped the 90s. But um, I guess this this fit with the with the the thing that they were trying to do. But anyway, getting into the um, episode. Um, 
I a lot more Stranger Things um, are happening. Um, we'll start off with the smaller stuff. Um, Vision being very weird. Uh, Vision, I think, finally kind of realizing what's going on. Uh, he is in this construct of Westview like everybody else, but just like you know how intelligent and how different Vision is from anything else that we've seen in the MCU, he's learning to adapt. And um, he's adapting to what's going on inside of Westview. And he is trying to figure things out. And he lies to Wanda about um, going on patrol and goes on and kind of does an exploratory mission on on himself. And one of the first things that you should notice in this episode is the last episode, Vision kind of confronted Wanda and said, where are all the children? And... (laughs) This episode, there's so many children. Yeah. And, and also, there, there, there's a couple of hints here and there. Of course, like when you go later into the show, how Evan Peters kind of tells Wanda, like, oh, like when he asks her the question, so how did you do it? How did you pull it off? But like, it, it's all adding up to where I keep on asking myself that, like, how heavily she evolved with this versus like the creation of this whole this whole scheme of things. What do you, I mean, so if you, if you had to guess, because my whole guess uh, was that Agnes was involved and in this episode, it really kind of shows you that, yeah, she might, she's probably not involved in this thing. Like I thought, I thought it was Agnes and some, some, I uh, honestly thought it was going to be Agnes that was going to play like Mephesto or something like that. Oh, oh, no, 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 for sure, for sure. But yeah, this one definitely kind of lets you know that, that she's not involved, that she's just kind of a bystander. But, and that's another thing, too, for me, is that I feel like the person who is involved isn't nowhere in this because of how everyone just lacks a memory of what happened before or where they come from. But even Vision, how you said he's adapting, for him not to know the Avengers, for having nothing else going on, like, I guess, before his death. For him to remember, I think that's the biggest thing for me as well. Like the how whenever she comes back and tells him whenever um, was it? Uh, yeah. Whenever Agnes like is cognizant and she tells him he's vision, he has no idea who he is or the Avengers are. Mm. Um. So what do you think is going on? Do you even have a guess? I guess my guess is whoever is uh, Monica's like outside person like her connect or the guy the guy she's getting intel from mm-hmm. i want to say that person has to be connected no like to to whoever the like i guess main villain is i i have a reach i, I want it to be magneto so bad or something of that nature like i need this whole x-men connect this whole wanda m day in comics how she stops the mutants like i guess the mutant gene from spreading are just mutants period being off and her and the mcu being kind of like this mutant savior in a way like i was mm-hmm. a savior but just the the connection to bring it like the fact that she ended it in the comics but she's bringing it to the mcu and i enjoy that so i want to get the heavy x-men influence but i'm hearing a lot of the rumor will that her that monica's intel might be um oh, who, uh, from the fantastic four um reed richards Yes, and I think that's the reach. I think that's the reach. That would be cool, but that's the reach for me. Yeah, so so the the thing with the X-Men is um, I don't think we're going to get any type of X-Men at least until back end of this decade. And I think they're trying to use uh, the first half of this decade or even the entire decade to set up the Fantastic Four. 
Mm. And um, I think a Reed Richards appearance, it doesn't make too much sense to me because it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make too much sense to me to introduce the Fantastic Four in this capacity. Um, maybe, I don't know, because like you, you're talking about bringing in uh, a pretty heavy hitter that I'm trying to think of angles to where you can re- use Reed Richards. I guess, I guess him being like one of the smartest people in the world in the MCU right. yeah. or in, in Marvel Comics uh, lore would be a good excuse to bring him in. But it feels like you're forcing Fantastic Four into something like this where, yeah, I guess Magneto does make more sense. But knowing the timeline of events what in terms of like how they want to do things, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I like. I know. I said Fantastic Four doesn't make sense, but um, for some reason, Doctor Doom, Victor Van Doom, makes more sense to me than Reed Richards. For some reason, um, oh, that we love. It, yeah, it, but but all signs to me sound seems like Doctor Strange is going to get involved um, because this is supposedly supposed to tie straight into Doctor Strange and um dr strange there's some kind of outside forces that we don't know like a mephisto or nightmare that is gonna have to involve um the sorcerer supreme and um i mean we're just we're as there's only three episodes left and it seems like i'm still confused um i think the kevin feige and marvel are still trying to confuse people out there because i wanda may look like she's in control but she like for people like you and me that follow this stuff pretty closely and you in particular in particular that that reads a lot of comics this is all a red herring wanda is not in control there's something else out there and maybe they're trying to throw a throw us a uh throw us up in for a loop for with the whole agnes thing because i i seriously thought agnes was involved Mm-hmm. But something else is going on in the last three episodes. I feel like bleep is going to go crazy. <laughs> this, I have way more questions too. When 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 you're thinking about it, this is in the grand scheme of things. Like, who do you think this show is for? Like, because like what you're saying about the social supreme, I feel like that's. I'm not saying that's the obvious because it's not the obvious, but definitely like the the one that makes the most sense if you're mm-hmm. in the MCU for sure. And I think that'll be a good transition. But it's just the little things like, who's this show really for? Like, I think it's it was kind of one of those things where they got really lucky to find out that there was like a signal coming in and they can like ease in and watch the show that's going on being broadcasted. But who who is it for? And like, and the commercials are getting very, like the little ads in between the show are getting mm-hmm. very like grim too because the shark gives that little like kid on the island <laughs> starving a yogurt like i guess that's like a go-gurt commercial from the from like the past but he can't open it and he is like he died. <laughs> <laughs> that took me by surprise i was not expecting that i was just like yo it got dark in here really <laughs> well, i just did not understand it and it just made you ask more questions of who the hell is doing this because i don't know like it, you got the family atmosphere kind of through the whole thing also malcolm in the middle wasn't like the cleanest of shows either right mm-hmm. like, the one that it kind of stretched the barriers just a little bit but that one for this wandavision i guess what we have been watching that stretched it a little bit for me 
Yeah, I almost forgot forgot about that commercial. Um, and and I think all the like the commercials and everything within the show is still controlled by whoever's doing this. And as um, people are starting to kind of get, not snap out of it, because Vision's the ones that are snapping people out of it. But it almost seems like that moment where in in all of these episodes where there's like a, a glitch in the Matrix where something is going on, but it's like, it's glitching. Like the whole dinner thing where the guy's like choking on the floor. And he's like, he, she keeps telling her, I'm just going to call her, uh, uh, I'm just going to call her, man, what's her name in, um, a kitty. Uh, I'm hey. just going to call her kitty. Oh, yeah. Um, she's like, she's like, you know, she's glitching, right? She's like, you know, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and, and I feel like the commercials doing the same thing where he's just like glitching, where he's just like trying to open the yogurt container. And he's just like, any sane child or normal person after a couple times would just like poke their hole through it. Right. Instead of trying to flip open the top. So even the commercials are glitching out now. So um, yeah, man, like uh, things are getting weird and I freaking love the, the, I love the direction that they're taking this in. Um, Did you read house of M? Man, I think it was one of those things. I don't think I have like, uh, I think I have the story like right after that. I think I, I definitely got Hope Summer's like story. I forget which one that's titled, but I definitely have that in the graphic novel mm-hmm. entirety. And that's, I guess that's the, the, the I guess after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have. After the fact. It's, it's was, I think it's years later, but still, like, I'm just, I definitely just know of the story mostly. Yeah, same here. Uh, I want to sit back and uh, read uh, House of M before this the series is over, and with this whole freeze that we're experiencing here in Houston, you know, um, I think a lot of us, like you included, our jobs are essentially being postponed right now because of the snow in. So I think I'm going to take this next couple of days to at least. Um, read or start house of m and at least try to finish it before the series is over because it was crazy is like before the series started they asked um they asked um um i forget what what press tour she was on i don't know if it was wandavision or not but elizabeth olsen um they asked her what her favorite comic book storyline was and she literally she just said house of m like just and nobody picked up on it until now that hey we might be getting a, a MCU version of House of M. I don't think that she's going to snap. I mean, she's going to basically kill all the mutants because we there's no evidence that there is any mutants right now. But mm-hmm. the stuff that she's doing, all this dark stuff, is is kind of leaning towards that direction of like – in in the end where she starts to increase the, the uh, I guess, force field, mm-hmm. the, the radius of, uh, of Westview where – she once you get sucked into this thing you become part of this universe and you know these uh these armored vehicles turn into ice cream trucks and these um uh the two of the guards turned turned into clowns and 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 like you're just like the power of i i don't think wanda is in wanda is in a right state of mind i don't think she's controlling it but whoever is doing it is using her powers to control it. And you can now see like the extent of her powers and how powerful she is. And, and um, you know, uh, general Hayward is kind of a dick, but (laughs) you, I do see his point of view in terms of like, you have to do something before this gets too out of control. Um, 
and and he's he's a whole other story. I feel like he's part of this entire thing too. Oh no, for sure. Uh, well, I, well, for him to hold back information, right, to everybody else. And when when you were talking about the whole, I guess, the House of M connection, I also thought about Vision's last comic book, wherever he has like a whole family, and that was also like very. Uh, whenever I saw the first episode, I immediately thought of his comic because it has that sitcom kind of like feel for it. And that's exactly how I felt about Vision's comic too, about like how he had like his own little Vision family and all that, very sitcommy, family oriented. But those it's those little connections that you know, makes you want to, I guess, draw back from more from that. But that's to me is never the most obvious answer though. That's the thing. Like you want to think comics and you want to think that it's going to go a certain way, but it never really happens that way over here. Yeah, and um, I want to get back to this whole uh, Wanda thing where she's you know making like. You would think that I was I, so so when when they were telling her, hey, um, your uh, you know vision dad is uh, is is dying. I thought she was going to use them to like. Uh, I thought she was going to use Speed's power to basically get to him. But this girl, she's just like, nope, I got this, and just freaking expands the uh, radius around Westview and just starts engulfing all these people. And basically, the people that get out are. Um, uh, the General Hayward is the one one of them that get out, and it, it stopped right in front of Darcy. And so, essentially, everybody that was in front of Darcy gets sucked into Westview. And Wanda adds Wanda, Mephisto, Nightmare, whoever is in control, adds uh, more pe- more pawns to her little game. Um, and uh, it just uh, it. it I keep forgetting that these episodes are 30 minutes. And I think the rumor is that starting next, starting this week, it's going to be close to an hour. That's just a rumor. Um, But right as that happens, I, in the, the, then the, the credits start rolling. I, I did not, I did one of those, no kind of things where you're just like, Oh God, they just leave you on these cliffhangers. I mean, uh, during that whole scene, whenever she is expanding their their little universe, like you want your House of M reference, like there it goes right there. Like her consuming the whole earth to for a hex so there could be no more mutants and her doing that, very reminiscent. I don't think she'll do the whole planet or that to that extent, but I don't know. That shows you her power and how far she's willing to go and whoever that has this control and how, like, how, how tight he has that. Yeah, exactly. So um, we'll say uh, this whole thing is uh, is getting a little bit out of hand, and um, and we did get a, a Captain Marvel reference in in this whole thing with uh, with Carol Danvers reference with uh, with Monica Rambeau. Man, General Hayward's a super dick. <laughs> I'm kind of mad I didn't get like enough enough Jimmy Woo, but. Whenever Hayward was talking mess to all three of them, he was like, which is, which, does he say like, which one of y'all is the quirky best friend? And he really <laughs> starts talking. Yeah. He didn't come back with a witty joke maybe, but like I got the whole serious nature of that current conversation. But I, Randall Parker is just, is so hard. Like when you see him, you want more of him each and every time when he ever he's in the scene. Yeah, he's, uh, he just has some kind of quality about him, maybe because he's always like, smiling that like there's very little thing that you can be like very upset about uh, upset with him about or even hate the guy he just seems like a genuinely very nice guy 
that's finally getting a break. I'm talking about the actor. He's like he he's uh, he's been in a lot of smaller stuff, and he's finally getting his big break. And like you just can't you cannot be anything else but happy for the man. And so every time you see him on screen, you're just like there's just he's there's something lovable about the man. For sure, for sure, and him, him and Cat definitely do steal scenes for me whenever they are going through the that I guess outside world, and mm-hmm. they are kind of like the not I wouldn't say com- well yeah I guess a comic relief whenever like they're going through all these serious situations. But one more thing, like I guess involving I guess what's going on with, with inside Wanda's universe is how she kind of I feel like she kind of chooses how what to kind of draw back and what to keep restricted from people because thinking about like all the stand-ins and people that don't evolve revolve around her like main storyline how they're suppressed but mm-hmm. everyone else is how like Petra was able to call her out on so much right like i guess she didn't realize how much he knew and how much he was willing to bring like i guess bring out the obvious that was going on Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So who... So uh, I'm, I'm picking backing off of what you just said here. Do you think that Pietro is her manifestation? Or do you think that he's in there by via something else like a Mephesto or a nightmare because it seems like like she's trying to like keep this whole persona of a sitcom in a perfect little utopia going and then there are many instances where Pietro basically tells her like you know you know whatever you're doing here is is wrong uh and you know what are you doing and how did you do this and all that kind of thing so it's just kind of like it, it, it's just like to me it screams like she can't control him and he is there because of somebody else's doing no no for sure i definitely think he was placed in there by someone because i think that's why she has the same the same questions like she also wonders why that he is different because and that's the other thing too apparently she's the only one who remembers the past because she's able to remember that her brother did look different prior but for her to like, I guess, pick and choose what memory she does have. I guess anything retaining to the story and like, I guess to keep up the storyline in the sitcom, that's what she can remember. And I guess anything else that's like, I guess out of that reach, she doesn't. But I think she she knows something about the Avengers and, and Vision, I feel like. Because she, that's why uh, Monica's uh, cover was blown in there because she mentioned Vision and the Stones and the things of that nature, you know? Yeah, the whole Ultron thing and Yeah, 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 yeah. So for her to be able to, I guess, be mad about that and I guess remember that. So is this weird trying to keep up with what is being trying to be suppressed and what memories are being capable of, I guess, coming out. But definitely he is placed in there. And I guess the person who did that doesn't care if Wanda really finds out or anyone finds out, to be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. not to suppress Petro's, you know, I guess a memory or I guess what he thinks really. Yeah, <laughs> I, I 
a little aside here. I love the look that they gave Pietro, like the the, the hair. Uh, I was like, oh man, this is a, this is good. This is really really good. The way that uh, I like the way that they're they they've kind of they're. One of the complaints that I did have in the past was how some of the MCU costumes have been a little bland. And um, uh, with like Pietro's was okay in the in the in Age of Ultron, and but uh, Wanda's I felt like they tried to ground her costume a little too much. But the as these years have gone on, I like the way that they're they're playing with like common comic accurate type of costumes and just they're just venturing out and trying so, something new and i think with pietro they're they're you know they're trying something new they're making the hair a little goofy um and they're you know the the costume i i i, I like it and um the the reference to the comic accurate costumes of both wanda and vision uh in this episode you know in the halloween version so um i i like the way that they're kind of venturing out and and trying new things but not getting over the top with it yeah yeah they're right there at the border of like over the topness because they at least make fun of themselves too but also mm-hmm. like the the fake reasonings behind the costumes like wanda house said she was a sokovian fortune teller <laughs> and vision was a, a lucha apparently which kind of makes sense because i was just like damn what the hell could he lie about saying like what he's dressed as but i was like oh, yeah that kind of makes fucking sense all right okay i messed with it but also yeah like like i said to make fun of how they kind of used to look or how would you even create that look in an mcu and they yeah they nailed it also ridiculous how hair is right whenever hair is drawn in comics because really uh-huh. hair really doesn't look like that half the time. It looks like what Pietro did. It, it, it's weird because, like, you know, of all the all the times that you're like, man, why couldn't they get Logan's hair right? And you <laughs> you look at Pietro's, you're like, they could have really like. I guess I, I don't know if uh, Evan Peters's hair was styled that way or if it was like CGI. But I'm like, you know what? You could actually really do a comic accurate version of Logan's hair, and it'll be okay. Um, it, the way that they did Pietro's, I know Pietro's hair is a little over the top, and it's the the, char- the the silliness of the character. But and Logan's a little bit more serious, um, so I don't think you can go over the top with Logan's hair. But you're just kind of like, you know what? They can do this. Do Do you enjoy like Evan Peters kind of going full on Fox in an MCU? Because that's that like that was like the kind of funny thing I guess that was like in the back of my mind, like. For example, whenever you first see Deadpool finally in the MCU and you see the way he acts and yeah, we probably won't get any cursing of like, of like I guess a major caliber, but to see Petro act like the way he does in those X-Men movies, it was just a little different feeling a little bit. That It was like almost like a breaking of a, of a wall or a barrier right there. You know what? I didn't think about that until now, until you just said it. But yeah, I think... I think that this the the way that they're treating the the Pietro character because he was so different in the X Men movies, I I really like it. I really dig the fact that they instead of making Evan Peters uh, basically the MCU version, but a different actor of Pietro, um, and then just taking his character and just dropping him into the MCU, I I like it. And and the same thing that they, they kind of did with J Jonah Jameson with J K Simmons. They gave him basically like you, you know, be the same um, J. Jonah Jameson, and he was in Spider-Man: Far From Home. So you're kind of like, okay, I, I like this, and and a lot of people are uh, used to these characters because they have seen these movies, and I think 
Um, and I think Deadpool is probably going to be the same way. He's probably going to be looking at the camera. He's probably going to be uh, uh, he's going to be goofing off. And if he's in any type of crossover with an Avengers film, I bet you they censor him. And he's just like he's basically going to turn to the camera and be like, "What the bleep?" You know. And so I I, I like what they're doing with these Fox properties. Uh, at least the couple that we've seen so far. Fox and Sony that we've seen so far, instead of shaping the character and making him an MCU carbon copy of another character, they're doing a good job of taking whoever they played and just kind of dropping them in and um, and, and making him feel like the old character. And I think Charlie Cox is going to probably feel the same way. He's probably going to feel like the uh netflix version of daredevil and i think that uh, a lot of us because a lot of us i think look at these characters and the ones that we've mentioned i don't think anybody universally disliked i think i love the portrayal of pietro in the x-men movies even though it's not i guess somewhat comic comic accurate but um but even with charlie cox and with uh, ryan reynolds and with jk simmons i think these characters the ones that we're talking about, I think people we, people generally generally love the way that they're portrayed, and I think that I think Kevin Feige and Marvel have seen this, and so they don't try to change them. It's amazing that Marvel has people that are willing to back up because technically, I'll call them other properties because I feel like of all people, Disney would not be the company to allow other properties just to waltz in. And now nah, I'm not going to change anything about this, right? Like I always mm-hmm. feel like they would want to put not just their own spin on something, but something that won't be relatable to anything in the past. And for the fact that they're embracing them because of fandom, like that's that's really crazy to me. Maybe it's because they want to get the most ultimate, I guess, picture of what this could and should be. But is this so amazing that they're playing so nice? I just didn't really think they'll let evan peters go full evan peters with this mm-hmm. this pre-tro character like because like like you said like i think a lot of people enjoyed it like yeah there's there are a lot of things we dislike from the x-men franchise of course and we will like be loud about that but the little <laughs> things that we do enjoy they wanted to keep it that is so crazy i'm uh, you know applaud them yeah <clears throat> Excuse me, and they and then this the whole um, I love the Kickass comment where yeah. she's they're they're just they're like kind of talking and then she just he walks away and then I think she was talking about where's your accent and all this stuff and then he kind of walks away she just goes Kickass and I'm just like oh thank you thank you for thank you for that because uh, if you guys don't know if you guys haven't seen Kickass you need to watch it but both Evan Peters and um, Taylor Aaron Johnson I think that's his name mm-hmm. I I always forget how to like I always with these three names actors and actresses i always like for some reason rearrange the three names but yeah it is aaron taylor johnson yeah Yeah, (laughs) i did did the same thing with uh anna joy taylor anna taylor joy anna taylor joy um it's oh yeah it's anya taylor joy i always called her anya joy taylor whatever it was but uh but anyway um yeah so with if you guys don't know aaron tyler johnson and evan peters both appeared in the movie kick-ass and um the the aaron aaron taylor johnson was kick-ass in the in, in that movie and that happened about 10 years ago and uh evan peters was like his best friend so fast forward 10 years later, we get this kick-ass comment because 
um, both of them played Quicksilver in their respective movies. And so it's a full circle. Evan Peters appears in the MCU and she makes this quick kick-ass comment. And it's, it was fantastic. I was like, I was like, I hope they get this in. I hope they make some kind of reference. And they did. Uh, okay. I'm about to ask you the ultimate question. Which one do you think is the one that's, that you believe that should be the one that we see? Do you, or do you have a favorite uh, Petro Maximoff? We didn't, so we get a lot so, of that one. I, I do give him that. What's that? We, said we didn't get a lot of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the look of Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver. The, the, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson's a lot bigger. He's more fit. I like that look, but I also like the humor, the sense of humor in Evan Peters' uh, Pietro. And so I I don't – I feel like it, 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 uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson can play that type of role, but like maybe this is just recency bias, but I like Evan Peters the way that he's portraying Pietro right now. No, for sure. And I think it's a little bit more comic accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, the, the other, I guess, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Is that his name right? Is that, that's that right? Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like his didn't really reach the capacity of what I guess what I see as what Petro Maximoff is because he's kind of a dick. And I mm-hmm. feel like Evan Peters kind of does a little bit better job of doing that. And yeah, it's kind of like, it's not like him being mean, but. The pointing out the obvious and him kind of like put in like his speech or powers is better than what you can do in life. And I think Evan does it definitely is gets that right for me. But also, I feel like they missed out on a uh, situation where they could have referenced the old movie because whenever I, which one has the super speed, is it Billy or Tommy? Uh, uh, it's Tommy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but when Tommy gets his super speed. And they're like, take your brother. You know, like, I was just like, I was w- hoping that he was going to hold the back of his head so he wouldn't get whiplash. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was something small like that for it to reference in the old movie. But I was hoping and dreaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think um, I, I don't I, I feel like they won't, like, hit you over the head too too much with these references. I, I think they'll probably try to sprinkle, spring, sprinkle them out a little bit. Um, but, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, the, the way that Tommy, uh, gets his speed first and then Billy gets the, 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 his mom's powers, uh, not too long after that in the episode, I, it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, we're all, we were all working our way to that. And I think not too long after that, they were talking about, um, I think one of the, um, uh, leakers, um, people that break the news, I think they, um, they, they, they said, based, I think it was Charles Murphy. He said that they're um, they've just they just greenlit the Young Avengers. So <clears throat> mm. the timing of this episode, them getting their powers, them aging very very quickly, and then um, the announcement of the Young Avengers. It makes sense with the whole Kamala Khan thing, and it and um, you know uh, every character that they're bringing into the MCU is set up with Kate Bishop. Everybody's set up to be in the new Avengers. So um, this whole transition is, is, is kind of cool to see. And, and the, the references and everything like that, it's uh it's, it's fantastic. Okay. So real, real quick question. Billy and Tommy are really interesting to me because they're the only ones that don't exist. Right. Like 
They were created yes. inside. So at least we know, for example, Petro might be dead, but we at least know there's a body, I guess, mm-hmm. in real life or just in physical matter. But Billy and Tommy are the only one that really confused me still because I'm not sure if they would exist outside this universe just yet. So I totally like love like the idea of them and Young Avengers and that being greenlit, but also how would they used to explain that this actually became because also remember too like how did how did vision have kids uh well according to joss whedon he has a uh he has a penis okay um i I understand that like (laughs) (laughs) i can i totally get that yeah for sure but just i don't know just a little bit more subtle questions i guess but yeah i'm not sure how they will explain to me like that i guess can work out but i'm pretty sure this is where it's going though like i'm pretty sure they're staying around yeah, um, it, it it makes sense. Uh, uh, not the the whole children thing. Like they're the only one. Well, what about the rest of the children though? Like in Westview, because you know how like uh, Vision was like, "Where's all the children?" And then all, all uh, then the next episode, you have like hordes of children just running around the streets of uh, of Westview. Do were they like suppressed in their homes? Were yeah. they like? Like, I, I, I don't know, but like, uh, but, oh, yeah. so but which kind of added to like the messed upness of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. How sick it but, is. but yeah, of all the characters that we've seen so far, yeah, you're right. The, the children are the ones that are just kind of uh, manifested out of nowhere. Um, because we have the IDs of the main players in, uh, Westview, uh, on the screen or on the, on the chalkboard, wherever, um, they put them on. But um, but these children, they're they're they she gave birth to them and they've grown up really, really fast within the last couple of weeks uh, or, or however long these uh, it could be days. Um, so, yeah, they're they, I don't know if they if they fix this. I do feel like that they're going to stay. This is a, a creation of Wanda. Um, and they're they're probably gonna grow up in this universe and and become young Avengers. No, 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 for sure. I definitely agree with that situation. I guess I just want it to be laid out in front of me of like, just explain to me how. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make it make sense to me. Uh, but yeah, I, I really do enjoy the two characters too because I mean I think we're gonna get a little bit of everything. Like I think when you think of an MCU movie. You get the seriousness, but you also like the little quirky little things that can happen in between, I guess, the lighter situations. And I guess with them being in this background of a sitcom-y, like, mm-hmm. that's, I wonder how they, they'll just, you know, transition into be actual regular, like, characters in the MCU. Yeah. Um, there's one part that I wanted to talk to you about. There's a part where he... Um, uh what's it called um i think i said vision or no it was uh i think wanda was going around and he was she met up herb and or she saw him and then they were talking about how this whole vision you know visions on patrol whatever and herb's like no he's not and then herb asks wanda do you want something changed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. could herb be Mephisto or Nightmare? Do you think that one line is a is a um, foreshadowing of what's about to be revealed? Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. I feel like I don't know if Herb is 
is the person. I feel like Herb is just a player that might be a middleman for the person. Just how you thought Agnes could have been also like it, like, you know, the like, the person it could have been. Maybe she's like having because you know what? This after you said that, I thought about the whole Agnes scene. And maybe she knows. I feel like she can possibly know because she was the way she was looking at that exit. I know, like, I kind of made it to where, like, yeah, she definitely has. She's super innocent in this situation, but I don't know the grief. This, like, how Petra was saying, like, he was there to give her grief. Like, and like, didn't isn't that what you asked for? That was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was just such a whole weird back and forth that he was put in there to make her feel that certain way. But her, uh, the fact that he acknowledged, hey, like, this isn't real, but let me change something for you if you need me to. Even though she she can change anything in there. She doesn't need Herb's help. But for him to, like, acknowledge it, maybe that's his willingness of being there. But I don't think anyone that is there that's a civilian is not willing to be there. So I think Herb is kind of the only one, in a sense, mm-hmm. that that's the way he feels. Yeah, and then going back to Pietro, there, there, the, there was a couple of lines in when they were kind of having the serious conversation. Uh, like you said, he's he basically said, "I'm just trying to do my part." Okay, come to town unexpectedly, create tension with the brother-in-law, uh, stir up trouble with the rugrats, ultimately give you grief. I mean, that's what you wanted, isn't it? And that's what you know he tells Wanda. And then there's another part where they, there's another part where they are talking about their childhoods, and they're just like not the same. And so, you know, obviously, like this this version of Pietro, I guess breaking the fourth wall could potentially be the same one that we saw in the the X Men franchise, because um, the, the, their childhood memories don't exactly line up. And then he goes on to say, "It's it's it's a literal miracle. I'm alive right now. Uh, I'm going to suspiciously pepper you with all these questions." And um, I, and he goes on to say, um. <laughs> I think they were talking about they're talking about the accent, and it's like, where did your accent go? And I was like, where is? It? And I was just like, where's Wanda's accent? Yeah, 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 he came in perfectly with it, right? Where's your? Mm-hmm. Like, what a smart assy thing to say, but true, so true. It needed to be said. Yeah, oh, but in episode five, I think it was episode five where she went back out uh, to um, convert, com, uh, confront, um, uh, what's his name. Um, uh, General Hayward, mm-hmm. uh, when she went out there, her if if you paid t- paid attention or if you, I don't know if you noticed, but her accent did come back. Huh? Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, like the way that she was talking, like you can tell her accent was uh, was back to uh, a slight Sokovian accent. So when she's inside this universe, that's when she creates this image of like I guess this sitcomy feel, and that's the way she needs to sound. So I guess that's his little drawback. I guess us kind of realizing that, yeah, I guess he is or supposed to have one. But but the thing is, though, in all the Avengers movies, um, uh, Avengers Infinity War, even in, um, I think, uh, Captain America Civil War and um, those are my dogs. Uh, Captain America Civil War. I I don't know if she still had the accent in Civil War, but now I think about it. In, in Infinity War and Endgame, for sure, her accent disappeared. I think she had it in Civil War because when I first started questioning it, it was Infinity War where her accent just like disappeared. Yeah, because I, I so, remember the scene where she fights Thanos in Endgame 
And he, she was like, you took everything from me. He's like, I don't even know who you are. But like, <laughs> there was just no, there was definitely no accent whatsoever in that scene that I remember. And that has been issue 356 of Comic Cast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Man, it's a, uh, we got to wait an entire week for the next, uh, next WandaVision. And I did look this up, confirmed three last three episodes one hour a piece it's gonna be a great great ride a great finish and we're still waiting for that luke skywalker mandalorian moment uh with wandavision and yeah so are my dogs they're 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 excited uh but thank you guys for tuning in thank you david for filling in for michael you can always follow us on twitter i am at one punch i am at gotcha dominguez until next time see you